for coming and sharing with us today. What a blessing. What a blessing. Take your Bibles, if you would, please, and turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, the 18th chapter. The Gospel of Luke, the 18th chapter. And we're going to be reading about a familiar passage of Scripture, but, oh, a dynamic, powerful passage of Scripture of when Jesus was passing by of what he did in the life of a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, of course, was a blind man, a man that uh, had not been able to see perhaps his whole life. I don't know whether he was born blind or that he became blind as uh, he grew older in life, but I do know that the Bible says that he is a blind man and that uh, he was uh, sitting along the roadside as the Lord Jesus Christ passed by. And that as he passed by, he cried out to the Lord. Isn't it wonderful that when you cry out to the Lord that he hears you? And that's exactly what happened. He cried out to the Lord, and the Lord stopped and healed this man. So let's look at this exciting passage of Scripture. We're going to begin reading in verse 35. Would you stand with me in reverence of reading God's holy word? Luke chapter 18, verse 35. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, Have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said unto him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. What a blessing. Lord says, receive your sight, for your faith has made you well. All the power of faith in the Word of God. And the Bible says in verse 43, and immediately he received his sight and followed him glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise to God. Glory to God for the mighty works of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you so much for giving sight. And Lord, we understand that in our life that you've given us sight spiritually. 
You've taken us out of darkness and you've placed us into light. Lord, no doubt I'm talking to someone here today that have walked in darkness all their life. But today, you're going to give them sight and you're going to give them life eternal. Father, I pray that you will anoint us Fill us with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that what will be said will bring glory and honor and majesty to the precious name of the Christ that we serve today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. The the American Foundation for the Blind estimate that there's approximately six. 100,000 people in America that are blind. They say that there's even more than 2 million people are severely visually impaired. I was reading the other day that more than 100,000 children around the world lose their eyesight every year simply because of the lack of vitamin A in their diet. Physically blind. So often that we who have eyesight are able to see and we kind of take it for granted. And we don't understand the trouble that one might would have that is physically blind. In Jesus' day, there was a number of people that uh, were physically blind. Perhaps, possibly because of the glare of the sun, or possibly because of the sand that would blow into their eyes, and that would literally hinder them from the sight that they once had. At least seven different occasions... The Bible talks about that Jesus healed the blind. And yet, I'm reminded that healing the blind was one of the prophecies of the Messiahship. That when Jesus would come, that one of the things that he would do, he would heal the blind. John the Baptist Mention about the Messiahship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that the blind would receive their sight. Matthew chapter 11, verse 5. And so, we are quite often confronted in the Scriptures of where Jesus would be passing by and He would demonstrate His omnipotent power to heal the blind. Today, we're going to look at a certain man that the Bible called Bontimaeus. He is, of course, known as the son of Timaeus. And Bontimaeus, as he experienced the amazing, wonder-working power of God, physically, but I think also spiritually as well. What I'd like for us to do today is to look at Bartimaeus for a few moments. 
And I want you to kind of get the picture as he is there along the roadside. And there he has been blind. And the Bible says that he is a beggar and that Jesus is passing by. Three things I want you to notice about Bartimaeus. First of all, I want you to notice the hearing of Jesus. Jesus, of course, is on his way to Jerusalem. And he's happening to pass through the little town of Jericho. And as he's passing through, there is Bartimaeus on the roadside. Two things about that. You immediately recognize the need of Bartimaeus. The need of Bartimaeus. Mark begins to describe that Bartimaeus had a twofold need. You immediately recognize that in the scriptures today. First of all, you'll notice that he had a physical handicap, which we have spoken about already. Here was a blind man. He had lost his sight. I want you to do something with me for a moment. I want you to just close your eyes. Everybody in this room, I want you to close your eyes. No looking around. But what do you see? You see darkness. Keep your eyes closed. You see darkness. You can't see the person that is sitting in front of you. You can't see the person that is standing upon the stage with his Bible. It's as if you are blind. Can you imagine? Now open your eyes. Now keep your eyes closed because you'll be going to sleep on me. So don't do that. Open your eyes. But can you imagine? I think of all the handicaps the impaired has today. I can't imagine being blind. In the springtime, not being able to see the beautiful blossoms of the trees. The beautiful flowers in the garden. The beautiful sunset in the afternoon. The beautiful moon and the stars and all of its brilliance. I can't imagine going through life and not being able to see the face of my wife. I can't imagine not being able to see the face of my children. I cannot imagine not being able to see my grandchildren as they grow and they run and they play and they develop into maturity. Oh, what a blessing! Eyesight really is. But oh, how I began to think. So many people who have physical eyesight, spiritually they're blind. They cannot see the omnipotent power of Almighty God. Cannot recognize the creation of God, cannot recognize the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, cannot 
understand and experience His mighty presence. Because they are spiritually blind. Oh yes, you may be here today. And you may see me physically. But spiritually, you cannot see God. What a tragedy. So, he was physically handicapped. But not only was he physically handicapped, but he was financially handicapped. The Bible says that he was a beggar. Possibly and probably because of his problem of being blind. He was not able to work as other people are able to work and to be able to have income and to provide and to meet his needs and his family's needs. And the Bible says that due to his blindness, he was financially poor. To the point that he would sit upon the roadside with a little cup asking for contributions. Oh my. Can you imagine being financially hindered but once again spiritually broke? Once again being not only spiritually blind, but be spiritually broke. And that you don't have the access of all the qualities and the quantities of Almighty God that He wants to possess in your life. You're helpless and hopeless. But I want you to see something else. Not only the need of Bartimaeus, as we've looked at today, financially as well as physically, he was hindered. But notice with me the nearness of Jesus. Clarence McCartney, in his book, Great Interviews of Jesus, Describe the life of Bartimaeus before us. I want you to read along with me of what he describes. Now, as I read it, try to imagine you're there that day with Bartimaeus. Morning dawn over the dawning houses and walls of Jericho. The blind man emerged from the stable where he had slept, shook the straw from his shabby garments, and tapping his way with his cane, moved on by his familiar beat toward the gates of Jericho. Perhaps he was able to beg a drink of milk from a woman milking her goat, and then a crust of bread to go with it. Slowly he moved, going down this alley and up the street until he had made his way out through the main gate of Jericho and sat down in his familiar place against the wall, drawing his shabby robe close around him. For although it was springtime, the morning air was sharp and piercing, that he sat 
wondering what good or bad luck the day would bring him. Every day, possibly, Bartimaeus looked upon life in a very gloom, very pitiful, pitiful way. Little did Bartimaeus know that this day was going to be different than any other day in his life. Little did he realize that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was going to be passing by. Praise the Lord. As Jesus is passing by, Bartimaeus since the very presence of Almighty Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, I want you to know, no matter where you're at, Jesus is close by. I don't care where your situation is. I don't care how dark and gloomy the hour may be. I have great news. Jesus is passing by. And he has you in mind. The psalmist said something that brings blessings to my heart. It says in Psalms 139, verses 7 and 8, Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Friend, you can't go anywhere that God's not already there. He is the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, almighty God. A Sunday school teacher was asking her class, uh, little boys and girls one day, says, why there is only but one God? They all kind of stopped and they all kind of looked at one another. And then one little boy spoke up and he says, because God fills every place and there's no room for another one. (laughs) Boy, that was good theology. There's no room for anyone else because God is everywhere. The whole world experiences the almighty presence of almighty God. God is present. Years ago, there was a woman, a very well-to-do woman. And when she died, they read her will. And in her will, she had given every single thing that she possessed to God. Well, the courts began to wonder, well, how do we distribute this to God? So they summons the uh, sheriff and they said, this is your task to go and to deliver the goods of this very well financially capable woman that you, uh, that they might give her possessions to God. After a little while, he came back and he said, I can't find God to give these possessions to him. I understand what he's trying to say. But I've got good news, my friend. God is here and that God is available. And Bartimaeus 
understood that. And that's what's so amazing when you begin to think, whatever your need is, God is available to meet those needs. Whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whatever your need is, the Almighty God that we serve today is able to meet every single need you have. Second of all, I want you not only notice the hearing of Jesus in the life of Bartimaeus, but I want you to notice his hailing. The Bible says in verse 38 and verse 39, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, Have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Bartimaeus had heard that Jesus was passing by, what did he do? He cried out. He cried out. You'll notice there was an immediate cry for help. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He had a need. And the one that could supply and meet that need was there and was available. Do you have a need? Do you have a need? Oh, we go through life, and sometimes as we go through life, we find that there are circumstances and situations that arises that brings needs within us. And I don't know why, but so many times we neglect bringing those needs before the Lord. But all the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, he said, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. What a promise. Seek the Lord while he be found. Call upon him while he is near. Many, many, many years ago, There was an old preacher by the name of Elisha Hoffman. Elisha Hoffman was going by and visiting some of his church members that day. He visited this one particular lady. And this one particular lady had so many needs. She was discouraged. She was despondent. And she began to describe her calamity to Elisha Hoffman. He says, what should I do? He opens up the scriptures and he begins to share with her the wonderful truths of Almighty God. Of how he is able to supply and meet every need that she has. And then he made a statement. He said, oh, what you need to do 
you must go and tell Jesus what that need is. After he left that home, he couldn't get away from that phrase, I must go and tell Jesus. He goes back to his study and he pins these words which you and I have been able to enjoy for many, many years. I must tell Jesus all my trials. I can bear these burdens alone. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for His own. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me and Jesus alone. Oh, my friend, I encourage you today, tell Jesus what your needs are. Whatever your need may be, friend, I am so grateful to know and be able to tell you that when you tell him, he's sensitive to what that need is. But there's a second thing I want you to notice about this cry. It was not only an immediate cry, but it was an intense cry. You'll notice in verse 38 and verse 39 that he cries out to the Lord Jesus Christ twice. Twice. The first time in verse 39, on verse 38, excuse me, it was sort of an ordinary cry. Ordinary shout. As he says, Jesus. But then in verse 39, the second time, it was more like a scream. Jesus. And oh, as you began to notice, as he cried out, The people around him tried to silence him. Isn't that just like the world? Isn't that just like Satan? He tries to silence you when you cry out to the Lord. The world says, be a man. You can take care of your own problems. You don't have to lean upon someone else. But oh... Here, the more they tried to keep him quiet, the louder he got. I like that. The louder he got. Do not listen to Satan. Do not listen to the world. Do not listen to the crowds of this world. But listen that when you cry out, as Jesus is passing by, you know what he's going to do? He's going to stop. And he's going to respond to what your need is. So we've noticed here the hailing of Jesus, but oh, not only the hearing and the hailing, but most important, the healing. Oh, glorious healing. The cry of Bartimaeus was not in vain, and it was not ignored. Immediately, the Bible tells us, 
that Jesus stops. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 34, verse 6, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Glory. If you look up that verse of Scripture, you ought to write beside of it, Amen. Because that is so, so true. I want you to notice two things about this healing. First of all, it was a glorious healing. A glorious healing. The Bible says in verse 40 that he cried out and his need was wonderfully met. And the Bible says, so Jesus stood still. He stopped what he was doing. And the Bible says, and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him. We see immediately how Jesus obliged this man. Clarence McCartney said, when Jesus stops, something is sure to happen. Amen. Amen. When Jesus stops, Something is sure to happen. Jesus will never turn a deaf ear to a cry of a man, a woman. But we see Jesus offered him. And I want you to notice what the Bible says in verse 41. Jesus kind of asks asks a strange question. What do you want me to do for you? Now, If I was there, I would have thought, Lord, it's obvious. This man is physically impaired. He cannot see. But you're asking, what do you want me to do? See, I want you to understand, physically it showed of how he was handicapped. But we don't know what else, what other needs he had. And you know what Jesus was doing? He is saying, I'm not going to put any restrictions on how I can respond to you today. If you have physical needs, I can meet that. Bartimaeus, if you have spiritual needs, I can meet that need. You have emotional needs, I can meet that need. Isn't that amazing? That the Lord was so wise that he says, what do you want me to do? And you'll notice the Bible says in verse 43, which comes out a grateful heart. It says, and immediately he received his sight and followed him glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. When all the people saw what happened, the mighty, miracle, working power of God just being demonstrated right before their very eyes, said the people began to praise it. And glorify. Leslie Flynn, in his book, The Miracles of Jesus, 
had an article in that book about a lady that was physically blind for almost her whole adult life. And the doctor told her that he believed that he could correct that and that it would be able to help her to see. She's been blind for so many years. And the day came after the operation when they began to take those bandages off of her eyes. And immediately, as they took those bandages off of her eyes, she was able to see the fingers of that doctor. And there in that article, it says... She immediately got so excited, she began to put her arms around that doctor with such excitement, thanking him. And she said, I almost lost control of myself. For I once was blind, but now I can see. I believe Bartimaeus did exactly like that. He lost control, my friend. I once was blind, but now I can see. Glory to God. And what God did through the Lord Jesus Christ in his life physically, I believe he did in his life spiritually. And that Bartimaeus was physically made whole But spiritually, he was made whole. Because the Bible says he went out and he praised God for the mighty things that God has done. You know what? There are a lot of people today are not praising simply because they haven't been asking for God to do a miracle in their life. Oh, I'm grateful to know that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday. And the same Jesus that was going through Jericho is coming through this building here today. He is passing by. Will you cry out to him? Will you call upon him? Will you tell him what your need is? And I'll promise you, he will stop and he will perform a miracle in your life. Praise be to the name of Jesus.